At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we welcome you back on a Monday, hope you had a great weekend. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging out with the family. So we've got, of course, the mainstay, Josh Applebaum here. Market Insights, did you drop it already? Did you record it? It's VEASAN.com slash podcast. I guess I should ask you that. What's up with the pod today? Oh, it just got dropped. My guy Jason at VEASAN does a great job. Uh, does Gill's pod, then drops mine. So yeah, that thing's out. And hopefully, uh, hey, we talked about the, the Bucks a little bit early, plus one and a half. You listened to it early. Early bird gets the worm. Hopefully it doesn't matter, Patrick. But uh, yeah, anyone wants to check it out. Uh, let, let's go Bucks tonight. <laughs> it, it certainly does, Josh. The early bird <laughs> does get the worm. And it, you got to be early to beat stuff on breaking news as we welcome you back here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. So you want to bet Saban. You want to bet Alabama to win a championship this year. They're plus 250. Wow. They're minus 145 in the SEC. Wow. This just speaks to the dominance of Saban. Bryce Young, the kid from California who's expected to be the starter under center of five star. He's a, he's a ridiculous athlete. He's 10 to one, which is tied for third as your betting favorite as far as the Heisman's concerned. But the big news here, 69 year old Nick Saban has signed an extension with Alabama that will take him through the 2028 season. Josh, you're better with math than I. He's 69 now. How old is he going to be when he retires? Man, he sounds like he's got a job for life there, Patrick. You know, me selfishly as a, as a Patriots fan, I lost Tom Brady. Don't get me started. Maybe this is a good sign that, hey, Bill Belichick, maybe he'll stick around for a while here. Obviously, you know, if he keeps winning, you, when you create such a machine there, Patrick, just becomes a recruiting thing. Like, hey, where do you want to go to the NFL? You want to play for the best team, the best coach, go to Alabama. Uh, makes total sense. So I, I would ride that as long as you can. The guy pretty much is the, is the mayor of Alabama, and he's got a thing set up that, Really looks like it's not slowing down at any point. And Patrick, a couple numbers here for you, just to kind of let you know from a betting perspective with Nick Saban. Uh, he's been at Alabama since 2007. Uh, he's 104 and 86 against the spread in his career at Alabama. That includes both both postseason and regular season. It's <laughs> ridiculous. 55% covering the number. Patrick, you're up 13 units, betting 100 bucks on every Saban Alabama here uh, game on the spread. Here's the intriguing thing: uh, he's really good in conference. Typically, I like to bet dogs in conference play. Saban and Alabama have been the exception to the rule. He's 69 and 54 ATS in conference, mm. uh, only 35 and 32 non-conference uh, ATS, but also Patrick ridiculous win rate on the money line, 135 and 23. Is that's that good? 85% win rate. That, I think that's pretty good, right? You're not up a ton because you're laying huge prices. Obviously you're only up around 10 units, but it just goes to show you uh, not only is this a winning environment, but 
uh, laying the points with Alabama. Uh, been great so far in his career. Yeah, though. the reason I, I, I chuckled is we all know those Saban numbers, but remember, the bookmaker's booking into, it's baking into the number, the dominance of Alabama. So when he's covering, he's covering numbers that are adjusted for the dominance, which is crazy. Saban's going to enter his 15th season. Is this good? He's won six national championships there. He's won seven. Remember the LSU title as well. Saban has won 11 or more games, Josh, in each of the last 10 seasons. Seasons and just straight up at Bama, he's 170 and 23. It's good if you can get it. Unbelievable here, Patrick. And I think the question now is uh, obviously who steps in at quarterback. Obviously, you have this young guy who uh, it was, seemed like last year in the, in the training camp over the summer he was neck and neck with Mac Jones. Right, Mac Jones obviously ends up beating him out here, Patrick. But as long as you got this machine rolling and you're you're, you're bringing these five star uh, prospects every single year. Uh, I don't think this train's slowing down at any point. And congrats to Saban. The guy deserves it. And uh, again, hopefully this is good news for my guy, Belichick, who's uh, who's also 69 years old. Yeah, hopefully he can afford the Diet Coke and the Tasty Cakes, which he eats every day because he's going to be making a little bit more than 10 mil a year. That means he's got that Apple bomb uh, payment coming in. Now, a couple of things. One, Steph brought up a great question the other day. What was it, like 40-plus games short of Shula? So... Right now, Belichick is 48-ish somewhere in there as far as the all-time record in the NFL. And we wondered, would he coach long enough? You know, you've extended from 16 to 17 game seasons now in the NFL. But he'd have to coach for a little while. They're just six months apart, Saban and Belichick. Belichick six months younger. So he could keep going. Maybe this will motivate him. They're close friends, Josh. I think so. And again, there was that great documentary, Patrick, a couple of years ago where the, the two Bills sat down and, you know, they hang out and talk. Tremendous. And talk, uh, Football, just awesome. If you're bored and you want something to do, check that one out. But um, yeah, Patrick, I think the key to, to Belichick is, can, can Mac Jones hit? Can you hit on Mac Jones? Can he take you to the next level? Also, funny thing, Patrick, timings, everything in betting. Uh, at the Bellagio yesterday, $10,000 bet on Patriots, plus 3000 to win the Super Bowl, would pay out uh, three hundred grand on that one. It's the Lombardi line. Good job by Josh Applebaum as we welcome you in here. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging out with the King Dominic for his birthday, I believe, either today or tomorrow, so enjoy it. We've got plenty to do. We've got the two on the ice, the two on the wood, and the three on the diamond to get to. We'll give you picks on every single one. Let's adjust a little bit here. Big news broke live during the Lombardi line yesterday. Julio Jones, he's 32, still productive. He's headed to Tennessee. Tennessee in return Atlanta, a second rounder and a fourth rounder. Josh, let's talk about the numbers here and the uh, adjustments made by the books. Yeah, so first off, let's congratulate our guy, Michael Lombardi, who absolutely nailed this, who uh, who always gets this insider info and really uh, kind of told you on Lombardi line, you know, previous last few days that this was going to happen with the Titans. So um, obviously the, you know, uh, we knew this was going to happen at some point. Salary cap implications had to be after June 1st, but you're getting a second and a fourth for Atlanta. Julio Jones obviously going to the Titans here, but I think you're starting to see some respect from the uh, from the odds makers based on this Julio Jones trade because you now have Tannehill, Derrick Henry still there. Now you, now you can kind of replace Corey Davis with Julio Jones, pair him next to AJ Brown. But we've seen some movement here. You know, at BetMGM, first thing I saw was um, you're now a co-favorite here with the Colts to win that division, uh, that AFC South. So Tennessee was slightly you know uh, runner-up status there, plus 110. Now they're a, a 105, plus 105 pick them co-favorite here with the Colts uh, and then also movement here to win the AFC plus 2,200 down to plus 1,200 to win the Super Bowl uh, plus 4,000 down to plus 2,500. But to me, Patrick, the notable thing is the win total. And I talked about this on the podcast earlier, but you know, if we can throw up their schedule, if you go through their schedule, 
they have a pretty tough schedule upcoming this season with a lot of tough road games. They're playing, uh, obviously, they have a back-to-back with the Chiefs, with the Bills. And the intriguing thing to me is they went 11-5 and last year, Patrick. Yep. You're getting an extra game this year, so you have another possible win there. Yet their win total was nine juiced up under minus 120. Some shops with Julio Jones are now up to nine and a half, but that under is still that minus 120. So if you run through the schedule, Patrick, um, I think it's going to be, you know, it's kind of like that Clippers play last night. How do you not take Doncic in the points? How do you not take the Titans in the over win total? Yet you go game by game. This looks pretty tough. It kind of makes sense why that nine and nine or nine and a half is being juiced up to the under. Yeah, if you're going to bet the under, you got to pay over at BetMGM a little juice, minus 120 on the Titans. It's an interesting team. Remember, new offensive coordinator. This is Todd Downing, who last called plays for the Raiders in 2017. But there's losses here. Malcolm Butler, I don't know. There's going to be many tears for that loss from Titans fans. But Corey Davis, who really played well towards the end of the year, he's number five overall, the wide receiver from Western Michigan. They lost Smith, the tight end, who's effective to the Patriots, as you mentioned before. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, I know Michael likes to clown Clowney, but still can be effective when healthy. So they do make a few additions. The question is, uh, can he played defense. Uh, can Julio Jones play defense? Because any way you look at it, any way you try to parse out the numbers last year, the Titans on defense were abhorrent. They couldn't get to the passer. They had injuries all over the place. So that was statistically, they were near the bottom in every category category defensively. Now, offensively, Tannehill somehow turned into a superstar, which is ridiculous. Henry goes for over 2,000 last year. A.J. Brown now gets a partner in Julio Jones. So offensively, it's not going to be an issue. It just comes down to the defense here, Josh. A great point by you, Patrick. Again, so I'll, I automatically go to uh, like totals when it comes to the Titans. They were a pretty good over team last year. They score a lot of points. They're uh, pretty you know, Swiss cheese pours here on defense, Patrick. Um, and obviously, you have some of these draft picks that I think this is what's hurting the Titans a little bit. Remember, they drafted Isaiah Wilson, that big tackle early. Yep. He's already flamed out of football right now. You also get Caleb Farley, who could be a really good cornerback, but he's got injury concerns as well. Um, I'm automatically looking at week one here, Patrick. I'm not a big fan of betting these games so early. For NFL week one, you know, you're so far out. There can be injuries. Different things can happen. I want to see, you know, how what kind of odds movement that, you know, do we do we get more of a contrarian opportunity? Public really isn't betting these games right now. But I do keep an eye out for key numbers. So, Patrick, week one, Arizona at Tennessee, uh, September 12th. Intriguing that this thing opened minus two and a half Tennessee, and it looks like it's going to three. Now, why is that important? Key numbers, as always. Again, three is the most key number in in football. Uh, Most common method of scoring is the field goal, obviously. Most common margin of victory is three. So if you like Tennessee, and again, it's very early. I'm not a fan of betting these games so early. But minus two and a half looks like it's going to three. If you get a two and a half now, it closes three. You're going to feel probably pretty good about betting this thing early, although it is tough to bet these games so far out. Yep, I like it, and and good explanation there, Josh. Corey Davis out, Josh Reynolds in, which is a nice addition, but Julio Jones obviously uh, could be a difference maker. A.J. Brown, he said he manifested it. He was wearing the Julio Jones jersey, (laughs) and I guess he manifested him coming to Tennessee. Uh, So a nice move. No-brainer. You're going to give up a second rounder. You you hope not to throw have to throw that fourth rounder in the mix if you're Tennessee, but to get it done. The upside, I know Michael is tremendous with the cap and what this means long-term because you're going to have to continue to pay Julio past production based on his age. But just to take a shot in a team that's been kind of right there, I think the upside's awesome. I'm with you, Patrick. And again, you know, this is a team where how many more years are you going to get Derrick Henry just dominating the NFL? You know, the life of running back 
is pretty short. Obviously, he looks like he's not slowing down at all, but I think you want to capitalize on this group, that this core group of players that you have right now. Obviously, Vrabel, uh, great head coach here, uh, kind of got some of those Belichick similarities in terms of thinking outside the box. So that's something to keep an eye out for as well. Um, but I'm with you, Patrick. Again, you know, uh, with this, with, with adding Jones, I think it sends a signal to your team like, hey, we're, we're trying to win. You know, that's some good mojo uh, in, the, in your back pocket. Also, uh, don't bring this one up to me, Patrick. Belichick gave up a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu. Okay, your boy. so if you're getting a two, my boy, and a four, I don't think that's a bad price at all. He's 32. He's a little injured last year, but just the respect of having to cover him maybe opens up other opportunities. So I'd much rather have Jones for a two and a four than Sanu for a two, Patrick. Uh, but you would never disrespect Bill Belichick ever, would oh, you? No, 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 no. That's my guy. Because everything he does is 100% correct. Okay, uh, a couple other things before news and notes before we get into the games, Josh, and we'll update you on the numbers. Uh, I don't, did you happen to watch Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather last night? I, you asked me, now I ask you, did you watch the fight? So Patrick, there are a lot of things I can do in my life. I can sweat the Bengals in the points. I can take the Orioles in baseball. You know, I can sweat your Detroit Pistons getting points as a home dog. I can't pay 50 bucks for Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. I couldn't do it. Um, but I would say, hey, uh, it was surprising. He lasted all. Steph was rounds. about to clown you, by the way. She was already laughing, waiting for you to say you did watch it. So we're happy that you didn't pay oh, $50. Lies. I appreciate it, Patrick. I know. And again, it's like, you know, the, the odds on that were. So it was also a technical thing where like, the state commission, the boxing commission in Florida didn't sanction it. It wasn't technically a real fight. It was an exhibition. So you had to go to, you know, some shady offshores, which are not really the way you want to go to find those numbers there. I know TG was saying, Hey, I'll put it up on the screen at the Borgata. Cause a lot of people want to watch it just out of curiosity. But uh, to me, again, these exhibitions, there's no official scoring. The judges aren't really in play. I don't want anything to do with it, but I would say Logan Paul, Patrick, he lasted eight rounds. He looked very unorthodox and awkward when he had that moment where he's kind of going at him. It looked like uh, in the north end of Boston on a Friday night when you see two people going at it. But, uh, <laughs> yes, it but over, hey, the like, guy hung tough. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it did look. It looked like a dude, couple Jaeger bombs deep that had a good build and probably was the toughest in his neighborhood. And Mayweather looks forty-four. It's really I, I, there's no no way. It, again, not sanctioned. Couldn't bet it here in town. No judges. Kind of a sham. Okay, let's adjust. And I think you should flex. I thought you were going to bring a broom today as your Red Sox swept the Yankees for the first time since 2011. You take a look at the East. The Yankees just aren't a very good team. They're six and a half out. Tampa Bay somehow continues to win so why don't we get into a little major league baseball handicapping here and we'll start with your Boston Red Sox who sit a game back in the east of Tampa Bay today we talked about that game a little bit let's set this up Josh Marlins are in town to take on the Red Sox yeah so first off uh, I agree with Will Hill you know maybe this could be a letdown spot I was actually looking at Miami all day today but here's a couple things when you're betting baseball you always got to be prepared for a pitcher getting scratched sometimes it happens and I think you know, you can look at it one of two ways. Sometimes it goes for you. Sometimes it goes against you, but always know the fact that when you're betting baseball, it's unlike other sports and you have the option of betting listed pitcher. You can go either. You can go both. I'm a big fan of going both listed pitchers just because, you know, you don't want to get caught into a bet uh, that you're counting on. Are you capped based on a pitcher? Now he's scratched. Maybe someone inferior or worse gets in there and you're still locked into that number. The beauty of listed pitcher is your bets get your bet gets voided if a guy gets scratched and if you like it Patrick you can always just go bet it again so you you have that option you have that control um so to me this was a, a Miami play early with Lopez you know the Red Sox were like minus 160 got down to around like minus 135 
We're seeing steam way back the other way with the Red Sox with, uh, again, Mr. Undecided, who uh, I don't know what kind of stuff he has. We, we got to wait on that, Patrick. But I would say if you're looking at one thing here, I like to bet a lot of unders like Will Hill in baseball. A lot of over money coming in here, Patrick. It's like 90 degrees in Boston, and we're, we're finally getting some of that Vegas weather out here, Patrick. The wind is blowing out at Fenway. It's kind of one of those hot, feels like a summer night with wind blowing out. And this over has been getting hammered. It opened eight and a half, got up to nine and a half. It's uh, now at 10 at some shops. If you still can find an over nine and a half, to me, that's the play. Because again, who are we going to get now to pitch? It could be a, you know, a triple A guy, you know, someone who's not as good. And really, this has been a consistent over hit. You would have liked to get it earlier. But again, nine and a half before 10. Look at that over there. I want to use that as a moment because Lopez, who I would consider him to be the ace of that Marlins staff, the Marlins have lost eight or no, eight of nine. That's where you look to pick up the ace and bet them and back them because you're going to get a price. And generally, that's who's going to pick up a team that's in a bad way. A couple of things. I want to talk about the listed option that you just mentioned. But two, I'm glad you brought up, you and Will brought up the total. It's going to be close to 90. As you know, it's hot out there. But also, winds blowing out towards center. So the ball's going to carry. And that's where the total comes into play. But can you back up just a little bit when talking about listed uh, pitchers and help the, uh, uh, help the better understand exactly how to approach that? Yeah, so I think when you're betting a game, usually you go to your online account, you go to your website, you walk up to the counter, you know, you say what you want to bet, you get a ticket or you do it online and you don't really think much about it. But baseball is different just because, you know, in baseball, a starting pitcher is so important. It's like a quarterback in football. It's like a goalie in hockey. Uh, it has a massive influence on how the lines are set. And based on which way you want to go, the starting pitcher obviously has a massive influence here. So the big thing, you know, baseball to me, Patrick, it's not the most popular sport but your true grinders who bet it every single day, even public bettors who want to get down on the weekends, just know that don't automatically put in a bet immediately. If you like, let's just say the Padres, don't just automatically bet the Padres. Look at your options. A lot of, a lot of books will either default to action. Uh, some, some don't even provide listed pitcher, but go through the, the process of betting listed pitcher. To me, it's just a way to protect yourself because, you know, if you had bet Miami, you know, when they got down to, or when they were like plus 170 or not like plus 160 plus 150 yeah now the thing's dropping you're getting a worse number the whole point here is that if you bet listed pitcher your bet is voided if either pitcher gets scratched it's just a way to protect yourself uh and just not get locked into a bad position once a, a worse pitcher uh, takes the place of the scratch pitcher. Well done, Josh. Kansas City's in Los Angeles. Now, I get it. Kansas City last week, what, they were riding a five-game win streak. They lost three straight to the Twins. But we should have some sort of alarm here. Dylan Bundy is like a buck fifty favorite. What the hell is happening? Am I even alive right now? Why is Bundy <laughs> a dollar fifty favorite to anybody? The fact that he's in the Angels rotation shows how short staffed they are. He comes into this matchup 0-6 record, 6.49 ERA, and 10 starts this season. Uh, if you want to bet the Angels, you know, have fun with it. You can't lay 150 with Dylan Bundy. This one is tough, Patrick. So number one, why is Dylan Bundy 0-6-6.49 ERA favor at such a degree in this spot? Again, you look at it and you say, that is crazy. I should take the Royals here. You know, the Royals to me would match as a road dog high total. Uh, but I call me crazy, Patrick. Uh -oh. I kind of like the Angels in this spot only because it's so disgusting and doesn't make any sense. You have a slight majority of bets on the Royals, yet the Angels actually open like minus 125 and bet up all the way to like minus 150. You have seen a lot of uh, teams in this situation this big steam, uh, 10 cents or more, the updated number here, 71 and 51 this year, 58%. Even better if you're a home team um, coming off a loss in that spot. So maybe it's, it's hey, you know, Bundy's terrible, but or but also this kid, Jay Cower, 
Maybe he's even worse than Bundy, making his debut or very rarely on the spot. So I'm with you, Patrick. It looks gross, but I'll throw the Angels into the bucket of like the Clippers last night. It's got the line movement. It makes you want to, you know, makes you want to throw up here, Patrick. But uh, I'd lean Angels because it, because this move doesn't make sense. Therefore, people smarter than me must like the Angels tonight. All right. If you say under, I'm going to freak. But anyway, the, the Kansas City <laughs> offense, while they did lose three to the Twins, they are batting, what, over the last 15 days, 262, which I think is third best in the league. The offense has been tremendous. And we head to Los Angeles where they played 30 games this year the Angels at their home stadium, and 20 have gone over the total. If I'm taking a look at that nine, I see it is even on the over, which you always like to see as a better. It kind of gets juicy. Uh, did it open eight, eight and a half, Josh? It did, and this is the one play Will Hill sharp as attack I got a little nervous about because I'm with you, Patrick. I saw a little bit of over money here. A lot of these books open eight and a half and bet up to nine here. I think when you're in this position, you really want that over eight and a half, a five, four game, you win that over, whereas you push the nine. So even though you missed this number, it's getting juiced up to the under. I would wait it out. To me, I wait it out and take the over eight and a half, or I don't play it at all. Again, two pitchers, high ERA, a young pitcher you don't know much about. And you have seen the Angels pretty good to the over this year at home, Patrick, as you mentioned. Also 33 and 26 to the over, a couple bad pitchers. If you can wait and get an eight and a half, actually lean over there with a little wind blowing out there in uh, in Los Angeles. So again, you are a Dylan Bundy supporter tonight, laying a dollar fifty. That's scary, like crazy, Ted Bundy, Patrick. homie. That is, that's, yeah. That's, that's a Ted Bundy bet right there. <laughs> All right, oh, we, do, we do have uh, the Cubs. By the way, we mentioned this. We'll come back with this one. The Cubs and the Padres tonight over at BetMGM. Here's a free plug: Vsin 100. If either team hits a home run, you bet a dollar to win a hundred. So wanted to throw that in there. We'll come back and cap the Cubs and the Padres. There you see it. Visit BetMGM.com or just download the BetMGM app. Use the bonus code Vsin 100, and we'll get you started there just taking a quick look because we've been monitoring this bucks nets movement and i'm actually seeing more few offshore books josh pop up with the bucks laying okay we'll come back and find out where that number is as well as we continue along here on the lombardi line on a monday on vsin the sports betting network if you missed anything go to vsin.com you can find josh applebaum at josh underscore insights on twitter come on back It's a teeny tiny, as Steph mentions in her outline, baseball slate today. So we'll attack that Cubs-Padres game quickly here. And then Josh has a note for when you attack a smaller slate like today in baseball, maybe a good opportunity for contrarian betters, and we'll illustrate why. The Cubs play much better than projected and avoid a sweep yesterday up in San Francisco. San Francisco has been ridiculous this year, uh, but avoided a sweep. And before that, remember, uh, their opponent today, 
today they're going to head to Petco in San Diego before they left for San Francisco, the Cubs. They swept the Padres in three at home. So as we take a look here, the Cubs tonight in San Diego, number open San Diego, 119. It's been bet kind of froze up a little bit. I saw one dip down to 115. We got a book here officially at 120 on the Padres coming back the other way with the Cubs at plus 110. Before we get to your cap on this game, let's talk about that. How small slates can sometimes benefit contrarian betters, Josh. Yeah, so I think Patrick, you know, you wake up every day, you grind sports betting. Uh, you're always you got an eye toward the next day. You know, what do we work with? How many games do we have? When you're consistently getting, you know, 15 Major League Baseball games, multiple playoff games in NBA and hockey, uh, then maybe you get some other stuff to bet on. UFC on a Saturday night. When you get big slates, you feel nice. You feel good because there's a lot of different opportunities. You know, Michael Lombardi does a great job of, you know, just looking at games that, hey, I'm going to get rid of this game. I'm not going to bet this game. I have more games to choose from. You can maximize your edge. So you wake up and you see a big slate, you get excited. But and then oftentimes you see a small slate and you get, you know, disappointed. You're like, hey, there's not enough games to bet on tonight. It's going to be a slow night. Maybe I'll watch The Bachelor tonight. You know, Patrick, you know, sometimes that's you go the other way when you don't have a lot of games to sweat. But I like small slates and I'll tell you why. The public is so thirsty for sports betting. We have more states legalizing all the time. And when you only have three Major League Baseball games tonight, public needs the action. So they're going to bet on all three games tonight. And therefore, each game is going to have a higher ticket count than a usual game. When there's 15 games to choose from versus three, those three are all going to be more heavily bet. So therefore higher ticket counts, therefore more public bias to go against. So I wish we had more baseball games today, Patrick, but it may be a blessing in disguise as each one will be have more public action to go against just because there's nowhere else to go today. Okay, Josh, you're on the Cubbies tonight, catching 110. Help us understand why. Yeah, I like the Cubbies today, Patrick. If you're looking at a dog, to me, Cubs fit the bill. Number one, uh, public play towards San Diego. So we just talked about how a small slate, you know, public bias is going to really gravitate toward a lot of favorites, a lot of home teams. Remember the Cubs did sweep uh, at Wrigley field and they cashed for sharps almost every game. They were kind of a fade the trendy dog. They were a sharp play each game. They had a huge series there for sharps. I like this play tonight. Two things. Number one, line movement. Majority bets are on San Diego here and weathers. Uh, but yet uh, Alzale and the Cubs, a lot of these books, Patrick, you mentioned it opened like minus 120 with the Padres hasn't moved much. I'm starting to see some books fall around a minus 115. So five cents, it may not seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal when the public's on San Diego, yet the line is falling to the Cubbies. So that would match to me as kind of a contrarian, sharp reverse line move to the Cubbies here. You've seen dogs off a wind do well this year, uh, road dogs. And the, the, really the cherry on top for me, Patrick, there are, a, a, there are three teams in baseball that when they play a lefty, I get excited. It's the Cubs, it's the White Sox, and it's the Oakland A's. The Cubbies this year against lefties, 13 and four, wow. only 20 and 22 against righties. So Patrick, I got a line move, a short line. I got a good team against a lefty. I'm going to take a shot on the Cubbies here. Yeah. At least your fiance knows uh, it gets exciting at the house when the Cubbies are taking on lefties. Uh, of oh, yeah. course the number, where did it open? Did it open seven or seven and a half? Cause we're seeing some over betting. It's sitting at eight, of course, just very basic. These two teams average more than four runs per uh, so you see that number jump up to eight. I had a book open seven though. Patrick, you're totally right. Some over money here. Open seven, seven and a half. All these books are now up to eight. Obviously, again, getting the right number, getting the number early is critical here. Seven and a half, seven, both to the over. At eight, we're kind of now a little juice mm. back to the under. Maybe it comes back down. Um, but this would be uh, some over money coming in. You do have wind blowing out a little bit. Nice day in San Diego. Although both of these teams are uh, kind of down the middle or slightly to the under. But I'm with you, Patrick. Good call on that over. 
Have you thought about that Dylan Bundy play yet, or are you still sticking with it? Oh, man. Pride? Uh, I got to stick. Aren't you my wingman? You got to talk me out of I, these terrible Well, I, 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 I did. I just compared him to a serial killer. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Dylan freaking Bundy. He's the idea. The, the Angels, there will be a 30 for 30 on a decade of absolute no starting pitching. I mean, you think about the fact they can never fill out a rotation on the front end. Great point by you, Patrick. They load up on these big free agents. You go to Pujols. Now you go to Rendon. Poor Mike Trout. He's going to have 20 uh, MVPs and no playoff appearances. So uh, you're right. Maybe maybe you, you lean to some starting pitcher pitchers here, Patrick. I would say I'm a little nervous. Angels only 14 and 17 as a favorite, Patrick. Let's bet some puck, homie. And when we do, you're going to come back with some news as far as Canada and legalized sports betting. Josh is all over it as we continue here <laughs> on the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. Beeson hockey expert Annie McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has the hoops insights. Okay, so our experts and the whole entire Beeson team got you covered. You can start a free 10-day trial right now. You get everything, including the daily emails with the best bets that we send to you throughout the day. Start your 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com dot com slash subscribe we hear from new listeners daily not just in the states but globally including canada we have some information coming up on legalized sports betting in canada which pretty sure it's already legal josh applebaum has uh, some updates though as we get to that but this is i was just talking to steph about this of course she's from the new england area as well i said are you watching the bruins tonight she said no the bachelor so Islanders bees. It's two to two. This series has been awesome. It shifts back to Boston now. And I know that you're going to be gripping tonight, but the one thing, and I was digging through some of the notes from game four, the Bruins top line was held off the score sheet in game four. And that's huge for them. Cause that's such an effective line. Uh, but this series is, it's just so much fun. You see a low total at five. You got to pay a little juice on the over, uh, but the Bruins big time favorites, a dollar 85 you come back the other way, Josh, with plus 170 on the Islanders. Yeah, huge game here tonight, Patrick. The Bruins got up 2-1, to one, had that big overtime winner there um, when it was Marchand. Kind of a really bad angle shot. That was wild. That, shot. that shot. Can we talk about yeah. that shot? I know I, I know, he surprised the goaltender, but that was, it was, it, and it, that is such a vet move because he did that on purpose, but it was such a ridiculous angle. Unbelievable shot. And again, put anything on net, it, you know, you get to overtime, you right. never know what happened. Crazy bounce. Maybe you get a rebound opportunity. Uh, but then you really saw the, the Islanders bounce back four to one win on Saturday night, Patrick. That was kind of a one, one game there going into the third. Obviously the Islanders really exploded there. So now that we're tied two to two Bruins are a minus one ninety favorite here to win this series. New York Islanders plus one sixty five. You know, one thing I'm looking at for tonight, Patrick, big move on the Bruins. And I got to tell you, I was looking at some tickets here to go to the garden tonight absolute nosebleeds top of the garden uh you know as as far away from nice as you can like 300 bucks at wow, the lowest ticket really? so it 
it's going to be bumping here, Patrick. So I think I'm going to hang out in my apartment and uh, I'll get Zombie Nation going for the beast tonight. But uh, what I like about this one, Patrick, <laughs> you're seeing a big move on Boston. I know it's a big number. If you want to take the plus money with the Islanders, I don't blame you at all. Getting that price uh, in a coin flip series here, two to two, is not bad value at all. But I'm going Boston, not because I'm a Boston fan, but I got a big system on big line moves in the NHL playoffs. So the Bruins open, minus 175, pretty hefty favorite here tonight. They've been bet up all the way to around minus 190. You can shop around, maybe get a minus 185. But a couple systems here that would match for the Bruins. Number one, um, if you look at uh, playoff favorites with a line move in their favor, nothing crazy, slightly profitable, 63%. The key here is these, this big steam on a playoff favorite. 10 cents or more toward a playoff favorite. These teams are 14 and 7. So far, this playoff, 67%. You also have this experience off a loss system, which I lean on a lot. If you're a team like the Bees, who's been in the grind of the Stanley Cup playoffs for pretty much every year, I think they made it five years straight, um, you kind of know how to bounce back what it takes to come back from a loss. So playoff experience off a loss, match tonight. Also, a playoff home favorite off a loss. Those teams so far this year, this postseason, 11-7, and 7, 61%. So it's a big number here, Patrick. But I like this move. I'll be laying it with the Bruins. In it this might one. be psychological, but I see that five. And I think just like on Saturday, I'll get a push. I'll get my cash back. Yep. And what is it? The overs two, one and one in the series. And both the games that went over had seven, seven goals scored. So that's significant. And I, I don't know. I just, I, th- it is a bit of a mental block for me when I see the five posted. Now P- fives used to be a pretty common and standard number in hockey, but we've seen the scoring increase so much, but you see a five there juiced up to one thirty. So Josh mentioned a, a pretty big move the Bruins way. Okay, Josh, a quick thought on the total before we move on. Just a quick thought would be depending on what side you're on. You know what I've seen is a, it's really ping pong back and forth. When it gets to five and a half, you got a lot of under juice gets back down to five. Five had some over juice. I think this tells you it's kind of a coin flip type situation. So you can say, hey, I want to get a better juice price, but also again, if it's a three-two game, we have seen a couple of those this series. The hook could be really crucial in that one. But Patrick, this thing's going back and forth. It, I, it, some juice is insane on the five and a half, like minus 140, minus 150. You never see juice that high. Kind of tells you they're they're going back and forth. And I think depending on which side you like, just get the best number uh, to, to whichever bet you prefer. A rare back-to-back playoff situation with Montreal hosting Winnipeg. And of course, Montreal, would they win yesterday? Five to one. So they turn around, look to close out the Jets tonight. You see a number here and they're going to be favored, but this is, it's interesting to see such a quick turnaround. You don't often see it in the postseason, obviously, but price has been able to flick that switch. If that's what you want to say, the Canadians are laying a dollar 50. Doesn't seem crazy to me, just the way they've been playing and the jets are plus plus one forty. As a matter of fact, I would assume that would have been one sixty ish, but one fifty on the Canadians here and a total of five and a half, Josh. Yeah, Patrick, great point by you. So number one, uh, series price is huge here. Obviously, uh, you know, Montreal up 3-0. They're minus 3,000 to win this series now. Jets plus 1,200 to come back. Um, to me, a couple things here, Patrick. Number one, the line hasn't moved a ton, but it's been slightly to Montreal here. Some books are like minus 145, up to around, you know, minus 150, minus 155 here. We have seen these favorites do well, uh, especially home favorites. The key with these home favorites is getting the last change. That way, as a coach, you can match up put your best D pair against their top line. That's really, it's not really the crowd. There's no crowd with a lot of these. I think none of these Canadian series uh, have any fans here. They don't allow them in Canada, but it's that last change, which can give you a benefit here to me, Patrick. It's nothing crazy. It's a small system play, uh, but I just feel like Montreal, the way they're playing the eye test kind of tells you, I don't know if this Winnipeg jets team, they just kind of look dead. Montreal is playing with incredible house money right now. 
Winnipeg is still down Shifley, who got suspended four games for that really terrible hit on Jake Evans. And also, one thing, if you want to bet Winnipeg, Jeff Petrie, really good defenseman for Montreal. He's questionable. But to me, Patrick, Canadians have kind of earned the right to back them, especially with a small line move, especially at home. I'd be surprised with with Winnipeg here. You're getting plus money, but I lean, I lean Montreal here. There's just a team that really seems to be playing with house money right now. And Price is low, just one goal in his last two games, saving 56 of 57 shots. He's been awesome. And I was really into that Oiler Jet series where the Jets, it was shocking. They swept them. This is not the same Jets team. Something, Something's off. Watching these two teams play, I don't know if it was a long layoff for the Jets. Montreal's just a better team right now. $1.50 is not a crazy price on them tonight. Yeah, really not a high price at all, Patrick. And remember, my uh, when I was out there in Vegas at the time of my life, the only bad thing is you and I were on, I feel like, the Oilers oh, every game, and they never it. came through. So, yeah, we're not going to bring that up. That's uh, We have PTSD from that series. <laughs> we just but, kept on um, doubling down. <laughs> I know. Although, I think we might have laid off that last one because it was just like, I can't. I'm done doing no, this every single I didn't. time. But, I'm just being honest. Uh, I didn't. Uh, well, they were, weren't they up in that game, too? What, what you I went do, back Patrick? to the oil well, Josh. When we come back, hey, we said sharp, There will be blood, Patrick. There, there absolutely, <laughs> as, as you know, there will be. When we come back, sharp move to the Bucks. Find out which way Josh is leaning. Also, you got that Denver Phoenix series starting tonight, and we'll get into the two on the wood tomorrow. We continue along here on the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Turn $1 into 100 Padres Cubs. Tonight, they hit a home run. Boom, you're going to win 100 bucks. It's paid for in free bets over at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up now using the bonus code VEASAN100. It's new customer offer. And this one, you got to be 21 years or older. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada. Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text redline 800-889-9789. In Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. As we welcome you back here on a big Monday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, this is the Lombardi Line. Michael Lombardi spending some QT with the family. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Josh Applebaum. And it's interesting, every time I read these, Josh, we add states, which we like to see as uh, legalized sports wagering becomes uh, more, more and more prevalent, obviously. Who did we just have? Was it Nebraska? Nebraska, Connecticut, which is close by me, uh, Arizona recently. But uh, but Patrick, we got a big one here. We got America's hat moving toward full, uh, full no, legalization here in Canada. Him. Don't you do that, Josh. I see you taking <laughs> shots. All right, what do you got for me? So I got uh, I got one thing. Our guy, Sunshine, Andy McNeil, it's probably a great day for him, uh, our, our sharpest uh, hockey better here at VEASAN. But Andy's from Canada, and this is just great news if you are just a fan or a proponent of legalized betting, not only in America, but you know across all of North America, across the world. Again, if you if you do something, why not bring it out of the light? Why not get some tax revenue out of it? Why not take it out of the hands of some shady sources and hopefully bring back to the community? I think that's the whole idea. But anyway, Patrick, 
Um, it, I'm going to probably screw this up because I don't fully get the parliamentary things and how the government works in Canada, but it's kind of quasi-legal in Canada. There are sometimes in different provinces or territories where you can place a bet. Sometimes you have to combine it in a parlay. I don't really understand the full machinations of it, but it's quasi-legal, but not fully legal. But one great thing that we did see on Friday is that there's this bill, uh, Bill C-218 in Canada. It passed the Senate Standing Committee on Banking, Trading, and Commerce on Friday overwhelmingly. Now it goes to kind of the final vote here uh, where all the powers that be in Canada are going to vote on this. And what's intriguing is the CFL, Patrick, Canadian Football League, they've been really, really out, out front of this, trying to get sports betting legal, legalized in Canada. Big thing here would be online, uh, the option to bet online. We know that that's the most popular way to bet on sports, convenience-wise, obviously. But it just goes to show you, Patrick, next time you and I go up to Montreal, hit up St. Catherine Street, mm. maybe go to Toronto, go to Edmonton, Hopefully we'll be able to uh, pop open our apps or go to a book and, and bet on sports legally in Canada. Yeah, I mentioned that I thought it was legal because growing up outside of Detroit, you could go to Windsor and you could drink legally at the age of 19. Not saying that we did that, but we definitely did. And when we went there, we would bet. And I, I can't, I don't know how we were betting, but we would go there to, to drink and bet. And so we were in Windsor, maybe that province. I have no clue, but uh, shout to Canada and California is one that we get asked about all the time, and I was doing some research on this earlier. Uh, they have to wait 16 months before weighing in on the tribal-backed ballot referendum that then could potentially legalize sports wagering, Josh. So if you're going to be betting in the state of California, it looks like 2023, but we're starting to see... These, a lot of these, like Michigan, Michigan came out of nowhere. There had been discussions, and then they're just like, wait, hold on. We can pay for how much in schooling? We can get how much clean water? We can do so much with the taxes. So you're, uh, oftentimes when these states get involved, it goes quickly. Yeah, it goes real quick. And again, since 2018, when PASPA was overturned, we're up to almost, I think, 30 states now that have legalized, I think around 21, 22 that are fully operational. Of course, this is me uh, being super jealous of everyone in Massachusetts who we're not there, there quite yet. Hopefully it does happen soon. Uh, but this just goes to show you, Patrick, it's spreading like wildfire. And uh, that gives us a great opportunity at Visa and hopefully help help new bettors avoid the common pitfalls. You know, take your bias out of it. Focus on line movement. I think we're in a great position in, in, in the industry that's really, really exploding before our eyes. Josh, get rid of that jealousy. It's unbecoming of you. It, just, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't suit you well. Uh, let's go sharp here. And that's the box. OK, so this is interesting. Again, just to reset from the top. Not really an adjustment in the series price. You'll generally see a pretty dramatic adjustment after a game one win by a team that was already favored. That didn't happen here. And why? Harden. We know Harden's out for game two. My guess is he doesn't play this series. The reason you know is it's not like he went back to the bench 43 seconds in, sat down, tried to figure out what was going on with the hammy. He walked immediately off the court. <laughs> and that is also the same injury that kept him out earlier this season, up to a month. The betters uh, believe in fading this Nets team without Harden, or at least the number is going that way. The percentages are dipping a little bit as well here, Josh, towards the Bucks. However, I'm now seeing, we still have officially a number of the Nets lane one, but I'm seeing a lot of Bucks money and Bucks lane one numbers pop up on my board. Yeah, Patrick, this is the game I'm so excited about tonight. Obviously, swept my Boston Bruins here, but this one is, again, we let off the show with it. We're tracking it as we speak. It's continuing to move toward Milwaukee Bucks. This is really important. And we talked to TG earlier. And if you listen to TG, the sharpest guy around, he gave you a lot of insight. What did he tell you? He said, despite all that big public betting on the nets where you're saying 
I can get, yeah, I know, Dur I know Harden's out, but I can get Kyrie Durant laying a point, laying two points. That's nothing. That's a layup there with the Nets. But here's the key, Patrick, what P what uh, TG told us, even though you're having that majority of betters, you know, two thirds of bets on the Nets, this thing was two down to one and a half down to one down to a pick them. We're showing a pick them on the screen here, but Patrick, a lot of these books are moving to bucks minus one. So that's really, really huge. Again, uh, we're going to have to see how this thing develops throughout the day. But this is kind of a classic sharp move. If everyone's betting the Nets, why is the line going to the Bucks? It's because not all bets are created equally. You know, an average Joe betting a uh, $20 bet is not going to have the same impact that a dime better, a respected better. You know, Billy Walters, you know, you throw that name out there. But this move toward the Bucks, I love it. To me, you would have loved getting a couple points with them. At this point, it's a money line play. I never want to go up against a huge sharp play. You could say, hey, I can get the Nets at plus one right now. How do I not grab it? But again, I, I think you're walking a tightrope. To me, I want to be on the sharp side, and it's clearly with the Bucks here in this spot. I think you're looking at a money line if you miss the, uh, the points early. All right, as you're discussing it, Josh, you see the number adjust even here at the South Point. So we're now we're sitting on a pick them up and down with the Bucks and Nets. I want to talk about that total for a second. I didn't think if you're watching, I didn't think the Bucks had a terrible flow offensively. The shots just just didn't go down, and statistically, that's going to correct itself. They were six of thirty from three. It's a good three point shooting team. They shot just twenty percent. They were. 11 of 19 from the free throw line. Uh, again, that's not going to continue. They finished with 107 points, and I, I thought the flow was fine. You know the Nets are going to get theirs, just efficiency-wise, the best offense in all of basketball. You saw the total open. We even saw 233-and-a-halfs, 234-ish, somewhere in there, Josh, off the historic opener of 240, which game one closed 240. We're now seeing the number bet up to 237 in game two. Yeah, and this is a surprise to me, Patrick, because when I wrote the newsletter last night, we talked even yesterday uh, on the show, 234 and a half down to 233 and a half. It makes sense. No Harden. You had a lower scoring game. Again, it looked like it was going over, but ended up going under there in game one. Made sense that that thing was dropping. But again, whatever it may be, it's late money coming in here on this over. You can look at it one of two ways. Number one, it got down to 233 and a half. It's all the way up to 237. You can look at it and say, hey, that's big money moving that over. We have seen these overs, high totals, 220 or more. The overs, 20 and 9, 69%. But I almost get a little worried here, Patrick, because remember there was a game earlier, I think it was the Celtics when I was in Vegas with you. That thing rose high, 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 high. It created a big buy-low opportunity on inflated numbers. So, um, again, money going over. It's just hard to take it to over 237 now after you could have gotten a 233.5. Maybe Will Hill saying, hey, lean over, but I'm going to avoid it and not play it. That might be your best, uh, best option here. Okay, Josh, Denver and Phoenix open up the series uh, tonight in the desert. Interesting here. Very tight three games in the regular season. Denver won twice in Phoenix, uh, oddly enough. But the last time these two teams met was in January. So you can start to throw some of that out. Obviously, no Murray, no Will Barton. So Monty Morrison, Austin Rivers. What Jokic is doing with this roster is unbelievable. You see the Suns sitting four. Will bet it at four and a half. So maybe he got the best of it there. Uh, you take a look. And right now I am. I'm seeing all fives. A blanket of fives. Even a book go to five and a half. Uh, that's offshore and a total of 221 and a half, Josh. Yeah, I'm going to go Suns in this one, Patrick. It looks to me based on what the market is telling you is it's kind of a uh, a split ticket count, but big money on the Suns. To me, when you're looking at these betting percentages, they got to make sense in your head. And what I like is a, a lower lower amount of bets, higher amount of dollars. So from our friends, friends at BetMGM, we talked about it earlier, only about half the tickets on the Suns, but they're taking in almost 70% of the money. So that kind of tells you those bigger wagers are leaning with the Suns here. Now, at this point, and again, this would match that favorite five or less system. 
uh, which has done well this postseason. You'd also look at, uh, there's one more system. I think it was the big playoff move that, yeah, one point or more. That's uh, eight and six ATS. Nothing crazy here, but a big move is notable because it's big money coming in. But Patrick, to me, I'm not going to take the minus five right now with the Suns. I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to say, hey, maybe there could be buyback late. I'm really looking for a four and a half. I think that's the key. All the sharp indicators I saw were uh, respect to money, Suns minus four and minus four and a half. Now that it's at five, again, this is a late game tonight, 10 o'clock. So wait it out, see if it comes back down maybe. But also, Patrick, what's your take on this total? Because this was 219 and a half, did not move at all. And today it's rising. It's up to 221 and a half. Maybe some over money coming in there, sneaky over. Yeah, and before I answer your total question, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Josh, that part of me. Um, For a lot of in-game bettors, and I know that's becoming more and more prevalent for those that uh, watch and and learn from VSIN, look for Aiton early on. I meant to talk to you about this a little bit earlier. If he gets into foul trouble, that's where Jokic can have a field day, and that's what happened with Nurkic. You know, Aiton is the guy, Phoenix is now, they have more options uh, than the Trailblazers did with Nurkic. But if you're looking for a spot to pounce in game on Denver, you start to see Aiton. He's pretty good as far as avoiding falls. You start to see him get into foul trouble early. Uh, You can then go in game and feel good about Denver. Great point by you, Patrick. Again, that's something you got. That's almost the Jared Goff, Michael Lombardi face yes. there. Uh, if you get Aiton in trouble. But Patrick, also, I'm not a big player props guy. Austin Rivers tonight. Keep an eye on him. Nine and a half total points, maybe to the over. One and a half threes. Can he get you two threes? Rivers is an undervalued guy. He's playing really well right now for them. Denver went over in all but, I believe, one in that Portland series. To answer your earlier question, let's go over. Have a little fun on a Monday, Josh. Get over yourself. I love it. I love it, Patrick. All right. All right. Have a great one, Josh. Good luck to your bees. All right, he's Josh Applebaum. I'm Patrick Maher. Michael Lombardi will be back next time. Enjoy your Monday. The Nuts is coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.